Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse to start your free trial membership. Season 11, Episode 1. This is Writing Excuses, introduction to elemental genre. Fifteen minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Mary. I'm Howard. I'm Dan. Welcome to Season 11. Yay! Yay! So this season, we thought that we would try something a little different. Last season, what we worked on was taking a story from start to finish. This time, we're going to be looking at the kind of elemental genre aspects and what these can do for you. The first episode is going to be sort of an elemental drill down where we'll really get into the nitty gritty of what these different pieces are. The second one's going to be a wild card, so it's classic writing excuses episode. The third one, we're going to talk about elemental subplots, so taking some of the ideas we've already been talking about and talking about how to use them in a subplot. And then the fourth one will be a Q&A, except for this month. Yes, this month we're going to do two wild cards just because to let you get used to this idea. Um, we really loved how season 10 turned out. We liked having more structure. We liked how it provided this kind of ongoing uh, uh, commentary for you. And so when well, it, we heard good things yeah. from you about season 10, yeah, so, sounds like you liked it. So if you lied to us, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you lied to us, then season 11 is your fault. So the podcasters, we started a, an email chain where we're like, what are we doing for seven, season 11? How do we pa- top season 10? Um, and so I came up with several pitches to them, and this was my favorite of them, and it turned out to be the favorite of the podcasters. And this idea was for me to kind of l- start drilling down into the genres that make us read. Now, genre is a weird word, right? Because I learned in college, like, playwriting versus fiction writing versus nonfiction writing are genres. And yet, genre fiction refers to a different definition of genre. That means science fiction, Western, um, that sort of stuff as a genre that incorporates setting and also plot tropes. We are not talking about these genres that way, and that's why we define this term elemental genre. And our definition for these elemental genres are the, the things that make you read, the things that make you turn the page, the emotional resonance you are shooting for as a writer in your books for your readers to have. The type of element, if you will, yes. that is driving the story forward. Exactly. Yeah. And one other way to, to look at this is that anytime you pick up a book or mm-hmm. a, a piece of fiction or a piece of media, what you're doing is you're hacking your brain. You're trying to produce a specific emotional reaction in yes. your brain. And so when we're talking about this, we're talking about how to go about and what these specific emotions are that we are producing. And and basically, this season is going to be talking about how to hack people's brains. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when I, we were talking about this, Dan, I think, made the perfect pitch for it. Do you remember this, where you said the difference I do. We're between talking about a mystery? mystery. Yeah. Okay, so, so you can get a sense of what we mean by this. Mystery, as we typically think of it, 
That's a genre about a bunch of people in a house trying to figure out who killed one of them. Yep. For our purposes, the elemental genre of mystery is about solving a puzzle. Yep. And whether that is somebody's dead or maybe it's a science thing about, you know, how how do I build this thing or what does this object do? Or it's a fantasy novel about our magic stopped working. How do we make it work again? Mm-hmm. That's a mystery yeah. in an elemental sense for a, us. A story driven by trying to solve a problem or puzzle is a mystery. A helpful way, another helpful way to unburden the term genre for you is to think of the way you've been using it as bookshelf genres yes. that you will see in a bookstore. The science fiction section, the fantasy section, and so forth. Uh, what we are talking about is the things that are in those books that that span those sections in ways that cannot be indicated by the bookstore. You don't find a shelf that is about wonder yeah. or a shelf that is about the kind of mystery that uh, that Dan and Brandon uh, described mm-hmm. to you. And that's so, a perfect seg for yeah. Dan let's, listing Let's tell them. you, uh, we've got 12 months this year that tends to be how yeah. it goes. <laughs> and, uh, and Mary so it's described... it's not a leap here. <laughs> it's not a <laughs> Next year is, though. We're going to have to really work on that one. So um, our first month, January, will be an introduction, uh, like Mary described. And then... Uh, the rest of the genres we're going to go through in order, more or less, wonder, idea, adventure, horror, mystery, thriller, humor, relationship, drama, issue, and ensemble. Now, we will post these on our liner notes, and we will start defining for you, even as in that post, why some of these are different. The distinction between drama and relationship, for instance, as we're looking at it. Now, I want to make it very clear. This is not some sort of hard rule, we're com- hard, fast rule we're coming yeah. up with. In fact, you could probably, in your own writing, you might come up with different, a different 12 than us or a different 11 in this case. Um, that's okay. We are just using this as a framework to start talking about what makes readers turn the page and what hacks their brain to have certain responses that you can then use as a writer in your writing. Exactly. And I would like to also point out that if, if this idea is just abhorrent to you, we will have the wild cards um, every <laughs> month and things like that. Um, but I think it's going to turn out to be a really, really fun thing to do. So, hey, writers, are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. 
That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Before we go on with this, let's go stop and do our Book of the Week, then we'll come back and we'll discuss this idea some more. Dan's actually going to talk about our Book of the Week. Yeah, our Book of the Week, we chose uh, Lost Stars by Claudia Gray because it is a perfect example of what we want to talk about this year. Lost Stars is a Star Wars novel, part of the new wave they're doing uh, to to prepare for the new movies. And uh, it is about two characters who become fighter pilots in the, you know, the... In, in outer space. <laughs> and, uh, but it is also secretly, a, and I guess not so secretly, it's a romance novel. Mm-hmm. It is a romance novel disguised as a Star Wars novel. And so it, it combines these two ideas wonderfully well. They work flawlessly together. It's a new take on Star Wars that you haven't seen very much before. Uh, anyway, I loved the book. Very briefly, it's about two uh, kids on this backwater planet who are so delighted when the corrupt Old Republic falls and the Imperial Navy comes in to provide order to the galaxy. And they grow up, they become, uh, you know, they join the Imperial Academy, they become pilots exactly like Luke wanted to back when he was on Tatooine. And one of them kind of gets disillusioned, realizes the Empire's not all, you know, sunshine and unicorns, and he leaves and joins the Rebellion but the two of them are still intensely in love with each other, and it's just a fantastic story. Wow. That sounds really, really awesome. <laughs> I'm like, I would um, like to read this. If you want to have that read to you, you can go to audiblepodcast.com slash excuse, do a 30-day free trial. It's read by Pierce Cravens. Um, and, and written by Claudia Gray. Written by, Cla- written by Claudia Gray. So let's talk about this. In fact, this book of the week really launches into this discussion. And one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about elemental genre, because a lot of times books, television, movies are faking it like this. This Star Wars, it's not really they're faking. It's that they present you a large scale Mm -hmm. thing, but they realize the core story is going to be a different elemental genre than you might expect. But there's a reason why we didn't list like science fiction as an elemental genre, because we tried to drill down what different science fiction books were trying to do and kind of give you that emotion. Um, This is a great example. Yeah. Another great example is uh, what Marvel has been doing with their cinematic universe. Ant-Man was a superhero movie, but was also a heist movie. Right. Um, Winter Soldier was a superhero movie, but was also a political intrigue, you know, conspiracy thriller. Exactly. The first Avengers movie was a perfect example of the ensemble elemental genre that we're going to be talking about at the end of the year. Right. 
And this is uh, what we're basically talking about is a lot of the times the way people often use, talk about science fiction or fantasy, this is, these are the design elements. And mm-hmm. we aren't going to be talking about the design elements. We've talked yes. about those in previous mm-hmm. episodes. We Quite a bit. Yes. So we aren't going to talk about those. What we're going to talk about is the underlying structure, the things that, as we've been saying, mm-hmm. drive those. And you can – one of the things that is great is you can do all of this mixing and matching. Yeah. And a lot of times you can get really subversive. Like I write, you know, I write historical fantasy – but Valor and Vanity is a heist novel disguised as a Regency romance. The Regency romance is my design. Mm-hmm. But all of the elements that go into it, the element at the the base element, that is a heist novel. And I would really like, by the end of this year, for you listeners to really be able to look at some of these things in their elemental form. And it, it, it kind of hopefully will mirror some of the transition I made as a writer as I started to mm-hmm. see beyond the veneers and really start to hack at what made certain stories work. And I've talked about in the podcast before the idea that, are, that most of your romance stories and most of your buddy cop stories are following the exact same story beats as one another, and they're the same story. The idea that Ender's Game, the, the Way of Kings, and Hoosiers all use the <laughs> same underlying underdog sports team Um, sort of metaphor for driving their plot forward means that if you can start identifying why that plot works, what the underlying elemental genre of a story is, then you can apply it to anything. Yeah, once you know how to do this, you can have so much fun with it. My Partials trilogy, the first, you know, it is ostensibly dystopian. Right. The first one's a dystopian novel. The second one's a quest novel. The third one's a war novel. Mm -hmm. All, you know... Three different flavors based around this same central concept. During one of my uh, one-on-ones uh, here in the uh, the writing excuses uh, cruise, yes, we're recording this on yep. a cruise ship, which is kind of <laughs> awesome. Uh, in one of my one-on-ones, uh, the student asked, and I love this question because it exemplifies the need for elemental genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, so, you know, I, I wanted to talk to you because you write a lot of science fiction. I want to write science fiction. I'm having a hard time coming up with a villain who isn't just another take on the Empire or whatever. And I realized, oh, you are equating science fiction with yep. adventure fiction in which somebody is striving against yep. a, a larger force. Mm-hmm. That is... That is a very limited view of what science fiction can be. Right. And I started talking to him about science fiction novels that can be romances, science fiction novels that are man versus nature adventure, mm-hmm. man versus nature puzzle. Yep. You can do so much with this, and it frees you from the things that you see as restrictive tropes by showing you the options that you never would have considered until you started looking at the elements. Absolutely. Now, we're not saying that you have to ignore the, the marketing yeah. bookshelf categories. Mm-hmm. Of course not. Because those do provide readers with certain expectations, yep. and they are a useful framework. What we're saying is that there is stuff that works underneath those, which is why when you're within one of those bookshelves, there's such a wide variety. It's why you get so frustrated when you're talking to someone about your love for science fiction right. and fantasy, and they have this really narrow idea of what it is. So really... This is something that is supposed to work in tandem and in parallel with everything else that you've learned about writing 
right. science fiction or fantasy or whatever genre in the marketing bookshelf sense you like to do. Yeah, that's a really good point because you still want to make good on your promises of a fantasy book, the, the things that they're going to be expecting. What we don't want you to feel like is that you're constrained by a certain type of story in a certain genre. Um, I almost fell out of love with the fantasy genre during the late 90s because there was only one type of story I felt being told. Now, I just wasn't finding them. I'm sure there were lots. Um, but everyone's like, I want to tell quest stories. I want to tell quest stories. And it wasn't until I ended up with what actually is kind of more of a teen problem novel in the Robin Hobb books. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, and read that and realized, wow, this is so different and fresh. Well, it was just transposing from a, a, or not even really transposing, taking one of these elemental genres and using it with all the things I love in fantasy and giving me what I love and a new and interesting story. That is exactly why I wrote Shades of Milk and Honey, because I love the design elements of fantasy. I Mm -hmm. love magic. I love all of that. But I wanted the intimate family yeah. drama. I mm-hmm. wanted the elemental relationship yep. story. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't getting it in ways that I wanted it. I follow the Writing Excuses uh, Twitter feed. And from time to time, I hear people uh, telling their friends, oh, you should totally listen to Writing Excuses. Uh, it's, it's good for what you're doing, even if you don't like science fiction and fantasy. And so in the interest of outreach, yes. let me tell you that if ever a season could mm-hmm. speak to you who do not want to write to the bookshelf genres of sci-fi, fantasy, or horror, this is the season that will speak to you because we're going to strip away those covers and show you the things that will make all stories work. And that's why the structure, we chose the structure. So now you maybe better understand what we mean when we say we'll talk about an elemental genre the first week, and then the third week we're going to talk about weaving those in as subplots to beneath the veneer of a larger story, whatever your larger story is. Much like in previous seasons when you've heard us talk about the mice quotient, where every story is made up of a milieu and an idea and a character and event, this is something where we're going to be talking also about how to mix and match these things because stories are not nearly as interesting when they consist of only one flavor. That's right. That's right. Well, I certainly hope that you listeners are going to love this season because we are really excited to bring it to you. Um, And like last season, we're going to try to give you homework on the first and third episodes, and we'll try to maybe more give you the standard um, writing prompts on the second episode of a month or of, of a cycle that we're doing. And, you know, there'll be extra episodes when we have fifth weeks, uh, weeks with five Mondays and things like that. So, Basically, we we have this structure, but the element is we're going to try to teach you some stuff. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to teach you some stuff. But I am going to give you some homework today. And your homework is actually to take some of the films and books that you love. And I want you to try and drill down to, you don't have to really define the elemental genre because we haven't even defined all those for you yet. But what I really want you to do is start looking at what the emotional impact of that story is, what the people who made the story are doing to you, how they're hacking your brain, um, and try to relate, try to strip away the veneer and dig down at it for yourself. Pick three of those books and films that you love and see if you can do it. This has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go write. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. 
They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.